0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. Welcome everybody to Saturday Draft Live with me, Phil McLeod, and only me. Because, for varying reasons, none of the other SDL co-hosts could be here today. Because clearly I'm the only one who still gives a shit about this show. But it's okay, because I went out and I found somebody co-host this show. He's never been a co-host on this show before, he's still probably going to be better than all of them, because fuck them, I didn't like them anyway. This man wasn't very good at his last job, because according to his team name, he was financial advisor to Mr. Vince McMahon. And he clearly was not a good one. Please welcome Mr. Who likes to be known in the showbiz world as Andre Michel. Andy
1: Mitchell. You truly must be desperate if you've come to me for help for this draft live. It's an absolute pleasure to be here on this fine Saturday morning. Usually I'm in bed, but, you know, decided to get up and do this the drive the draft. Because that's how important it is to me.
0: Basically, we threw it uh, out into the universe. Who could possibly join me? I need... I need someone else, someone else to join me. And um, Andy, someone else? <laughs> yes, he's right. I don't need thinkers or analytic people. I need doers. Somebody will go, fuck it. And, of course, Andy Mitchell is the
1: best man for the job. <laughs> uh, it's a pleasure. Uh, again, it's a pleasure to be spending this uh, Saturday morning with you. Thank you. I can, I can think of only a few other
0: people I'd rather spend Saturdays with, but you'll do it now. Thank you very yeah. much.
1: Right, should we <laughs> get on with this draft then?
0: I <laughs> uh, might. Fucking well, while we're here. So, go to the top three of the week, and, well, it's three people closely associated with each other, because it's all three members of this new female stable in WWE, apparently now known as Damage Control, as WWE's failed the trademark for them, and that's what they're referred to on the official listings for Clash at the Castle coming up. you got my captain, Bailey, on 12 points, and you've got Sky, who is on Ryan Douglas' team, and Dakota Kai, who's on David Hockney's team, both at 14 points apiece. Bailey Magick, that is why she probably got 12 points. She, only, she finally wrestled for the first time this season, this past week on Raw, defeating Aaliyah. And also, she's been making appearance points with the captaincy. That adds up. Uh, plus, Eo and Dakota probably got a few more points because they won a semi-final match in the Women's Tide team title tournament. yeah no. uh, Last past week, and they're going to face uh, Raquel Gonzalez and... I believe it's Aaliyah, next week on Raw. So, clearly when these all three of these people re-debuted at SummerSlam, it, they all became hot prospects in the women's uh, division for this season, and all three of them went in either the first or second round. So, it's showing that obviously there's some new you know, big hitters in the women's division for this draft, doesn't it, Andy?
1: Yeah, is it? To be fair, with uh, damage control, obviously with Bailey coming back with this new faction and the lead up to Clash at the Castle, it's like they are try, try to make them look strong. And again, Bailey's kind of a Triple H girl or guy, uh, whatever sort of they want to be known these days. And uh, again, it's like. I know Cast The Castle is uh, only like a week away, but it's still like they have got to kind of look strong. Get them on Raws and SmackDowns as much as they can, and I think if they win this, then all yous will get some good points. Did you say Bailey's your team captain? She is. Yes. Yeah. So again, it's like she's looking strong already going in. So I think that's like a really good points given could be a game changer for you to maybe get on uh, top of that league table.
0: Yeah, definitely. Because you know, I think my teams a bit of a slow one because I've got her at Classic Castle and I got a few AEW picks and all out is the following night so you know the pay-per-view points are where it really, it really matters so but what's amazing is like you talk about Bailey being a Triple H guy or girl but it, it does seem recently anyone who's had any association with any in the past and appears on TV they're automatically similar like Triple H people because they've been picked very well and EO and Dakota or you know Kai in the sky I can fly twice as high as they should be called <laughs> Uh, well, 14 points if he's doing very well singles-wise, but given it seemed like they're already going to be put as a tag team when they they debut. Are you surprised that no one took the gamble to take
1: them as a as a team? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think it's a case of uh, I don't know. I think someone was probably worried that they would get the two tags like Bailey or uh, you know Dakota Kai or. We're still talking about them, aren't we? Because I I was looking at other information. You can edit this out and then we can start again <laughs> okay. if you want. Because I was like, look, I'm I'm trying to look at the analytics and listen at the same time as well as my own notes. So I was like, what's he talking about? <laughs> See, It's as easy as it looks. <laughs> no, it's not. It's like a lot Even big like stars like Andy Mitchell can't keep up with it. Literally, I've got like three I've got two no you, I've got three screens and paperwork, and I'm like trying to like work it out like I'm Tom Cruise, a minority Report. <laughs> <laughs> but uh again, what were you saying? So with the bailey the and uh, is it Io Sky, is that how you pronounce it? Ayo. Ayo Ayo Ayo. Sky. Again, yeah, as you were saying, it's like it's interesting that they came as like a, as like an individual picks. Well that's easy points for who, you know, for the free ga- uh, the free people that's picked. But uh again I think I don't know, maybe they just for it might have been like a short lift stable uh, who knows? Like going into like cash of the class. So, uh, do you think they've, they'll strong and have a, a long run towards the end of the year? Do you think this is like a strong team that will stay together?
0: Yeah, yeah, I like to think so because it's interesting. They're doing the the women's tight tournament final. things think it's this Monday in Russell. They go. They might go into the, the show as champions. So you wonder is that going to need them losing to set up uh, asking Alex Lubitz who are going to be on the face team as challengers or. Does Bailey need to get the win for the heel team to set her up as a challenger for Bianca Belair? Because I part of me a main reason for me picking Bailey uh, was the thought that with me hoping that she'd take the Raw Women's title some point this
1: season, and so I'm hinging a lot of stuff on that. Yeah, again, I think with Stephen picking Bianca Belair, expecting maybe a title defense coming up, but it's like, uh, and again, Bailey's return—it's going to be quite hard to see if uh, Stephen can try and steal them points away from yourself.
0: Yeah, because like. Bailey at one point had like was one of the best draft performers overall across like a number of seasons, like especially during 2020, because like season five and six was that prime pandemic year where she and Sasha were appearing on every fucking show. They had all the belts <laughs> and everything. So that really added her overall. So I'm hoping she now that she's back in healthy, she can, you know, have the green run and continue that run of success in the draft. But I've mentioned it before. It surprises me about you and Dako because Deco has had like a singles match. I don't think EO's had one yet on TV. Mm-hmm. But they're on they've got like the same points value, so I don't think much would have changed uh, if he did take them as a tag team. Yeah. So it's just my my theory. But all right. Well let's go to the top nine overall. And uh, a man who won a couple of seasons ago as part of a tag team still in the last place, but he you, he's you still got time to make it up. Andy Mitchell. No, no,
1: Andy Mitchell's (laughs) out. Gary (laughs) Kerr Jumped the gun there. (laughs) For the first time. Yeah, Uh, uh, I did see with uh, Team Fizzera, Gary Kerrion. I know that's a good pick. Roman Reigns, but again, he's more like a part-time champion at the moment. Uh, I know last week Jack was talking about, again, it's Drew McIntyre versus uh, Roman Reigns for Clash at the the Castle and uh, Jack feels that Roman's probably going to win I don't know the way they're booking Drew I feel like again Gary might stay at that bottom but with FTR as he's a tag team pick and they're kind of they've also got a match on that card you know you never know he might be able to steal some more points but yeah it's a bit of a shame for a past champion to you know be low but I still feel like with the way the points are you know it's still kind of like anyone's game Mm Hmm. I know, it feels like uh, he's, you know, tried so hard and
0: got so far, but in the end, it just doesn't even matter. So, he's just got to hope that the big dog stand and stall in Cardiff. He's on 31 points. I think the reason I joined again is just ahead of him is yourself, Andy Mitchell, with Vincent McMahon's financial advisors. I know. I have points
1: when I came into this draft, I was with your uh, brother, Ross, as a tag team, and I think we were about the same position all the way through, and uh, I I sort of took some influences, so that's why I thought Thunder Rosa would be a good pick, but knowing what happened this week on AEW Dynamite, uh, she's injured, she's out of the match, you know, and uh, again, it's just that... Just a disaster of a pick, and uh, although I'm hoping come the double with the uh, all out and clash at the castle, some of my picks are still in the game, so I'm hoping maybe I might be able to steal some points and also give that uh, Vincent Man more money for his birthday. Get away with that mystery woman. He's good. <laughs> He's in He's in the hole at the minute. the,
0: <laughs> I'll go through the list of, of the leaderboard. Uh, Stephen Wilson eight points to Boston Wankers, the most accurate team in draft history. Dan Axel Jameson had a hot start. As part of the last thing he was in, like, second or third position, but he's, he's dropped down a little bit. 43 points the Balls of Jericho. It feels like someone's mocking me because I'm on 44 points with Ding Dong Cowboy shit. Just uh, ahead of me is Gran on 50 points with What the Funaki. Uh, Ross has got 55 points, your former tag team partner with a full bodied Bordeaux. Uh, <laughs> And Gallagher's on fifty-eight, but fifty-eight and a half points. North men, South men, comrades all in. Jack Graham is still in the top position, fifty-nine,
1: but he's now tied. We finally a new challenger has emerged. No, that's <laughs> a really oh sorry. No, on you go. Just saying, that's really interesting. How it's like the top three. It's literally, it's like. A, a tie, but there's also a 0.5 with the it'll be the battle of the Ryans at see like who's the better Ryan, Ryan D or Ryan G. Uh, so, again, I think it all matters in the next week with that, those final appearances hand on to these two pay per views. Uh, you know, it, I feel like there's going to be a massive change come next week with this draft. I think it's going to be interesting. You don't know. I think who knows if them three will still be on top. You know, I, I don't know. Maybe Grant might be able to work his way up. He's got some good picks in that draft.
0: Yeah, definitely. Because, like, when you look at it from King Gary and you know the tie between Jack and Ryan, it's like twenty-eight points of leave is what separates last place from first place. Which and I- at this stage in the season is not really, still not really that much. You know, we compare it to you know people who are well at the bottom in past seasons. And like you said, we got two major like pay per view, and you can technically, like, I think a few people have got people on that NXT show that's coming up as well. So that's going to be the first major like shift in terms of who's on top and who's on bottom and this yeah. and again
1: i think I don't know if it might be ross because ross has got uh he's got two challengers challenging for a title you know and they're both going in looking strong you know i think he might try and steal these points and get and he'll be on top and we'll hear more about his ball do boys or uh whatever he calls his team <laughs> uh,
0: but unfortunately you know not everything can be all fun and games here in the in the draft because with nobody else to throw it onto and I didn't feel right doing it to poor Andy I now also have to
1: uh, talk about the listeners league (laughs) let me just uh, change this over to the listeners league again there's quite a few uh, players in this one, is it up to 20 I see since the last chat it's over 20, it's like 30
0: nearly 30 odd uh, people here in the top 5 we got Mike Nunn with uh, the Sports Entertainers on 40 points. Colin Blackburn, somebody we in the podcast know, uh, in fourth place with it's it's a five-star frog splash high fires and 42 points just ahead of him. Ross Brady, Tommaso Sauce, 43.5 points. Uh, Johnny Adam, last-minute pick. Really, that last-minute, if you're in second position, 52 points. And just one point ahead of him. Dave
1: Jesus. <laughs> it's just Stuart's team. Just Stuart. Come on, this is a PG show. It's ten o'clock in the morning, you know. Families <laughs> listen to this.
0: They shouldn't, but they do. Like Stuart clearly had a second name in a previous season, but somebody a Vincent Mann's type is set up, No, you are our first name. Like like Cesaro or Grinson. <laughs>
1: Yeah, again compared to the the main uh, draft picks and that you know it's again it's it's quite neck and neck with the top five, but again they're you know a good five, six points below Ryan D, Jack Rat and all that, you know, so again it's not fair to compare. But yeah, it's looking quite good with the shorts I uh, can't even speak. It's looking really good. <laughs> that coffee hasn't kicked in yet, Scott, that's what it is. Uh <laughs> with the listeners league, yeah, it's looking quite like neck and neck and uh, do you feel like one of these guys? Do you think we'll see him next season And in- well in their draft. Uh it's interesting
0: because like a few of these guys, I believe, it all, are kind of living regulars in the listeners' league, but haven't got a chance to win it yet, like Ross Brady and your Colin Blackburns. So you can never really kind of care us out. Like the listeners league can change like just within a few days. Like you can evaluate like, so and so's number one and like, oh no, now he's tied with this person. But what like, we've said in the past, like these guys literally just get their pick of the letter on like the rest of us. They get told, here's the Here's for everyone else? But you need to pick one from each round and form your team. As long as you have got the two, three split in the tag team, and so they've got literally their pick of the letter But look how close it is between like the the bottom three and like the top two, are separated by one point. Like <laughs> it's, it's still, it still still shouldn't be this competitive at this stage, and like. It's pushing hard working drafters like sixth position, Ron Wilson with the bus drivers. He's being pushed out by one
1: point as well. That's just it's just another Wilson uh, family member that we don't know about, it's just trying to work his way in through nepotism. Easy Ezekiel <laughs> to Stevens allies. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but uh, no, uh, best of luck with all the listeners leagues. Uh, again, it's looking neck and neck, and that's what makes it interesting because you never know who's gonna actually like come out on top.
0: Yeah, you never know how well they're going to do because, like, Dan Axel Jameson, like, he's a bit lower down, but his start uh, this season was one of the better starts, I think, of a Listeners League competitor. And, like, on paper, he's got one of the stronger you know teams that a Listeners League competitors has ever had. And, you know, it makes a change with Adam Kelly, who just made, seemed to make baffling decision after baffling decision <laughs> in the last season. Swatching out Carmel Hayes, NXT North American Champion for Akira Tozawa. Like, two levels of fucking stupidity that, like, <laughs> you can tell I don't. I don't hold on to these. Uh, these kind of things.
1: No, I can tell. I can tell. I can tell you're not a massive fan of the uh, the listeners' leaves by a of it. No pun intended.
0: No, but please get involved, <laughs> and you too can join in the flaggings.
1: But we also believe with this listeners' league,
0: uh, or at least Ryan at least now believes that we all believe it, because he suggested it. That we'd like to see if we could do it better, because we probably could. So, it's becoming a thing now on the list on Saturday Night Live for the next couple of weeks where basically we look at the everybody who's been selected the same way the Listeners do like the pull from round one, round two and everything. And we basically use that to pick our own like Listeners League team. We don't need to pick our own picks. We got a pick of the lot of that like the Listeners league doing. Basically we're trying to see could we if we were in the List League, could we do any better or score any higher than the than the Listeners League people. It's not not really a for anything, it's just weak competition between the SDL guys. So David took far too much delight in doing his last week. He selected his team. Something, with it, something big. Bobby's was the title of it. I don't know. Clearly some wishful thinking on David's part. And Ryan Duglish was meant to be here to select his team, but he's again not here. So he's left me with his draft team. He just put above it greatest listener of all time. So I'm assuming that's the name of his. Of his team, origi has team out of the first round pool, which includes Rowan Reigns, John Moxley, Usos, Drew McIntyre, Liv Morgan, Austin Beady, Bailey, Bianca Belair, Miz, and Bobby Lashley. Ryan has selected Bailey as his first round pick and his captain for his listeners' league team to beat. Uh, for his second round, the second round pool, we've got FTR, Claudio, Wardlow, Shayna Baszler, Tamara Champa, but Io Sky, Young Kai, uh, as well as Gunther. And he's also the another member of Damage Control and Sky who I assume doing well for him, so that makes sense. Uh, from the third round pool, we have Mandy Rose, Montez Ford, the Creed Brothers, Adam Page, Banks and Naomi, Thunder Rosa, Judgment Day, Jake Gargill, Swerve and Our Glory, and Adam Cole. And he's selected Swerve and Arc Glory as his tag Keith Lee, and Swerve Strickland, who have a big tail defense coming up for those tag titles. Both round: Phil, Alexa Bliss, Roxanne Perez, Nikita Lyons, Scarlett, the D'Angelo family, Karrion Cross, Zoe Stark, Rhea Ripley, and Anna Energy, and Kata- Eden Carr and Kitaj as the NXT Women's Tag Team Champions. And he has selected Karrion Cross from that lineup. From the fifth round pool, Asuka, the acclaimed, Carmelo Hayes, Jungle Boy, Cora Jade, AJ Styles, Pac, Ricochet, Tony Stark, and Kevin Owens. He has picked Kevin Owens and from the final round, Bill, which includes Ronda Rousey, Malachi Black, Stokely Hathaway, Braun Breaker, Christian Cage, Sami Zayn, Matt Riddle, Wheeler, UR, Dan Dan uh, uh, <laughs> uh, This is why I used to go, Dan Hammerton. Uh, <laughs> Braun Breaker, the NXT champion from lineup. Yeah. So, final, for those who weren't listening, the final tally of Ryan Douglas's Listeners lead team to be and Believe me, he's probably got a different perspective on this. I see came from the listeners' league. Like he he knows how they think. Uh, he has Bailey as his and he also and first friend bit. He's also got Io Shirai, or Io Sky, Swerve, and Keith Lee, and Cross, Kevin Owens, and NXT Champion on Breaker. Now, whether you're in the listeners' league or in the main trip, that's one hell
1: of a team, I think. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> know, you just you just said a lot of jargon there. I'm like, okay, yeah. Usually <laughs> like, we're in the listening league can we do any better and this is who
0: this, this is who Ryan O'Reilly has picked Bailey, Eos where and Kevin Owens and Braun Breaker he doesn't get any additional points it's just in case of if by I don't know how we're going to work out but if by some by some medical, his team does better than our make-believe teams then whatever Well best of luck to him with that that's all I can say Yeah this matters to someone somewhere, presumably. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but we're not here to talk about make-believe teams that Ryan Ogle doesn't have. He's, he's his main teams are already fighting for first place. We're here to talk about actual teams, and we're here to talk about Andy Mitchell's team. Andy's first season, I believe, as a singles competitor, you came in as a as a tag team competitor alongside Ross McLeod, and uh, I'm sure it was up to you you would choose a different tidy partner next time around.
1: I probably would. Uh, again, that Shane McMahon pick, Like I respected Ross until he threw that into the, our rafting. Uh, he was like, it's going to work out. And then within that, uh, I don't even think a week had went past and Shane McMahon was released by his own dad. So, yeah. So, so, so I don't trust uh, Ross anymore. I'd like to, if it, there's another tag team draft, might try and get someone else. But again, my uh, team, uh, I thought it was quite strong, but I think two members... AJ Styles and Tomasa Champa are probably my strongest picks but they just keep getting pelled off so it's essentially I'm gaining points and losing points at the same time
0: Yeah so your team you've got AJ Tommaso, you've got Liv Morgan Thunder Rosa, the D'Angelo family is your tag team and you've got Christian Cage Christian Cage is a big match coming up they officially confirmed it will be him versus the guy on my team actually uh, Jungle Boy at all out but yeah a big kick in the balls already Like, and you can't really blame this one on Ross sadly no, yeah.
1: again. Uh, other than the, the Rosa injury, I feel like going into these two pay-per-views, I might be able to steal some points. But again, it might not happen. I might, I might, uh, Gary might overtake me, and I might be bottom of the pile.
0: Ah, uh, God, I'm a You'll have being about bottom occasionally. <laughs> but you, you do have Liv Morgan. She was your first round pick. and no One I know you said you have some confidence in gaining points going into these pay-per-views. So is there a reason you didn't particularly put the captaincy say on her being a champion
1: and said chose AJ Styles? Again, it's just more because AJ Styles is uh he's just shown up a lot. You know, he was in a title match against Bobby Lashley. Again, I wanted Bobby Lashley, but I uh, felt going in maybe Liv Morgan might have been a stronger champion, but uh nah. I can't I can't complain. So I just felt like maybe AJ in, he has been on TV and I think maybe that's probably why I'm not, not bottom because I think AJ's styles is, is keeping me uh, afloat just a little bit
0: I think, I think it's, what's not helped you go any further is that both Tommaso and AJ have sadly gone up against US champion Bobby Lashley and not been yeah. successful so, and Jack's just
1: stealing all them points I know the greedy bastards yeah but again, oh. with your team as well, you've got Bailey, Young Bucks, Adam Page, Zoe Stark, Jumble Boy, and Matt Riddle. Me and you will be going head-to-head on points uh, Come that uh, all out.
0: Yeah, I was actually happy when I saw hey, Rampage, I think, saw The Dark Order, Mystery Partner, and I was convinced it was going to be a hangman, which meant two of my picks would be going up against each other and it? oh no, it's, it's number 10 of The Dark Order. Like, oh good, easy points for The Bucks come all out, hopefully. Yeah, so, and like coming it all out, you got Thunder, Rosa, so, you took you did, in the first three rounds, you took like the two top women's champions that, right now, so, which on paper would be solid, but then like you said we couldn't plan for Thunder Rose's entry. But no. I, think, I think you can dodge the bill anyway, because from what I heard, you know, in the, the skittle book, because I need you know, keep up to date with rumours, because I'm going to be hosting Central in the next couple of weeks. Rumours are that she was going to lose it all out anyway to Tony Storm.
1: Uh, Apparently she's got a lot of backstage heat at the moment, I've been reading, uh, and probably this injury is probably a blessing in disguise for herself to maybe come back and actually mend some bridges. Uh, Again, I think they did say they tried to make the the AEW's uh, Women's Championship strong by putting it on her, but they haven't really done much with her. I think it's like, with what uh, Dan has managed to do with his pick with Jade uh, Cardiole, you know she's on TV all the time. She's got a title defense coming up as well, and I think that probably would have been a better champion to pick.
0: Yeah, especially when you, you factor in the whole undefeated thing. But then again, you never know. All undefeated, you can you come to an end. So Year, you never know when they're gonna finally pull the trigger on that. But yeah, I've heard all the stories, like Thunder Rose that she's got. She's more disliked backstage than than getting in a car with Grammy Robbie after a fucking cutty. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, you got your tag team, you think you took them very low down in terms of the rankings because, like, I think it was like the fourth you picked your tag team because that was implemented this season. You could pick your tag team in any round. Did it, did it come to a point where you're going through the draft, all these picks are against up, and, and then was there a point you suddenly were like, oh shit, I've not took my tag team yet?
1: Yeah, I kind of was like hoping that Judgment Day, like no one would go for it, and that kind of threw me off. So it was, and I just didn't really know. I was like, oh, who? Because again, WWE's tag team division has been a bit of a—it's not been that good, but now with Triple H taking over, it seems to be. There's like more uh, tag teams coming out the woodwork, and again, AEW. I don't lo- i don't watch a lot of the content before this draft. Now actually following a lot. I feel like what's good with this draft, listeners and the uh, actual league, is like it gets you more invested into the product. So it's kind of a little part of me wish I picked Lucha Brothers, which I'm surprised I haven't got picked because they've been on uh, TV pretty much every week and they've got wins every week. Yeah. I mean, just, they just aren't doing as, as much. I think they've got
0: like a full two more points than the D'Angelo family. So it's always if you're mass- missing out on a large uh, you know, well of points there. But uh, so like I said you're hopefully turn some things around come the, the pay-per-view and everything
1: Again, uh, we're still in fresh days with this draft, you never know if two <laughs> pay-per-views coming up, it might just change <laughs> that Jack might not get his back-to-back win
0: Oh no, we can't allow that, we can't allow that <laughs> but you know, you got Demetri Chamba, I think he's uh, he's the guy who will get you a lot of points, I see he's kind of on the up with this little team with the Miz and they're kind of Pushing him eventually, I
1: think, to be a singles guy on the main roster again, I, think, to... yeah. I was just saying again, I think with uh, Triple H taking over as head of creative I think that influenced a lot of people's picks We're trying to go for people who may have been late like Triple H guys Again, I'm surprised no one went for Sheamus Because now he's got a big match coming up But uh, Clash at the Castle against Gunther Who, uh, who, was gone through, who picked Gunther again uh, Gunther was picked by Jack. Jack, yeah, so again, it's like Bobby Lashley might win, but Gun- Gunther might lose because I think heavy rumours suggest that Seamus might be coming out on top on a uh, clash with the castle.
0: So, as I say, you've got a chance to switch your, your, your captaincy at least once in this season, and if AJ doesn't work out the way you, uh, you can hope to do a Dinner Flight like Love by some Merkel, makes out a card for the title. Or, like, Tommaso gets a few more wins. Is there anybody you'd consider switching the, the captaincy to do if you had to suddenly make that choice? I mean, it's just as well you didn't bid on Thunder Ragosa. Oh,
1: I know, no. Again, I think probably would go for Tommaso Ciampa. Again, he's a great wrestler. He's got a great character. As you said, he's getting paired with the mids. You know, there's a lot of sort of. Uh, rumblings underneath. Who knows what's going to happen in the next few months? Again, with this rumor that they're wanting to split the championships, but maybe keep them mid cards, have them have a feud with uh, Bobby Lashley, and you never know. There might be a title change, and then they might get Bobby Lashley to you know go for one of the bigger titles.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it's always possible. Uh, just as long as Bobby Lashley doesn't win another second title, because that will add more points to Jackie, As we said, the last thing that that's what needs is more points and more bloody draft wins. <laughs> And uh like I guess I believe this is your first solo season, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, at least one of your your few like solo seasons. Uh, so even if your team doesn't finish too kind of high on the leaderboard, I mean, there's still a lot to learn here for next time. Are you? Is there enough of an interest to you to like keep coming back? And
1: if you don't win this season. Yeah, I think I would come back again. I think the drafts like made me more interested again in wrestling. I kind of went out a little bit, and with everything that's happening in AEW I know there's like drama behind the scenes, and then with Triple H taking over, and it just makes it so there's something about it. It's making it a bit more like exciting and actually like watching, like worth watching these days. And again, there's two back-to-back pay-per-views coming up. So yeah, I think next time, hopefully, I'll be able to uh, pick some better picks and uh, not have any injuries.
0: Yeah I hope for but like I said uh, all all of our teams are good on paper but it makes uh, you can't really plan for these kind of things but you know well, you can, if you stick it right next year to the to the tag team season you know, hopefully the wheel will be kinder to you and you'll have somebody who cares enough not to go for a McMahon family member this time around. <laughs> oh, but Andy thank you very much for stepping in where others were unable to this week.
1: No, I know. <laughs> so nah, no problem it's quite hard to sort of see when you're stuck because we've not got cameras on uh but no it's been great uh hopefully maybe if they need a guest again i had a really fun time uh other than the uh, sort of technical uh, part of it where i'm actually looking at about three different screens i think yeah it was quite fun to s- chat about the draft
0: yeah yeah it's always good to have you on. You and thank you everybody for listening hopefully we can get andy back on soon Remember. Saturday draft live goes up every Saturday, obviously. On the Eat Seats to Flight like, Retreat podcasting feed, we have feature shows that go up, usually on a weekly basis. One of our more recent features also includes the the what do you mind of Andy Mitchell and myself uh competing on Quiz Showdown alongside like the Quacky AJ and Chris Anthony Lopez in the great uh, British Quiz Off. And we've got another one coming in a couple of months. We've got ESR Central. Me and Ross did one earlier in the week. And I'll be taking over as host in the next couple weeks while Ross Gallivant's another bloody holiday. And tomorrow on the podcasting feed, another episode of East Meets West and myself and Grant McRobbie will be coming out. You can also keep up to date with everything going on ESR on our social media channels Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all the supplies we treat. Join our Facebook community page, get involved in the conversation. If you too can do mildly okay at the Listeners League and maybe even win it at some point, but you know, be known. But be prepared for a slagging. That's everything we've got going on here at ESSR. That's all my plug in Everything the way. Andy, thank you very much. Very much. You, you stepped in as the Mr. Sneebly to this particular draft class.
1: No problem. It's been a pleasure. And again, best luck to everyone in the league except Jack. <laughs> Anyone but you, Jack. Anyone <laughs> but
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.